Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. And welcome to episode 24. Wow, we've made it this far. Yeah, of the Dirt <laughs> Show, where we are the voice of Oregon's cannabis culture. Yes, yes, we have been right. here. I keep telling you that. And so, happy holidays. Yep. Hey, I know. Hey, it's 2017. Can you freaking believe it? I know. And we made it the six or seven months <clears throat> that it took to get here, as far as with the show. Mm-hmm. We have made it this far. Yeah. So, again, happy holidays and happy new year. And we just had a good show with Rogue Farmers. Brian and Sean. Brian and Sean. We missed Ryan. Ryan was Mm -hmm. supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But we had a good show. And you guys got to give away some things at THC? Yes. Well, no. We got to give them away through us at THC, yes. But it was our giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turned out pretty good. Yeah, it did. Um, We got to give away uh, some, well, vaporous pen. Yep. And the terpenes we talked about. Yep. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And we got to give away a uh, Phantom 315 CMH. Yep. Light. How'd that go? That went pretty good. It actually went to somebody who is a medical grower, actually. That's cool. Yeah. And we also got to give away some Peacemaker gear. Peacemaker gear. We also got to give away some terpenes. And we also got to give away uh, our grow kit. Grow kit, which included um, some SLF. Oh, it had a little bit of everything in there. And it had some Bovita for afterwards. It even had an all-natural pen, a CD. It had growing nutrients of everything you could think. It was the whole, there was two hats and a little grow bag. It was the whole setup. So like, we're, yeah, so we're, you know, hey, you should have came down. Yeah. Could have yeah. had a chance to win some good stuff. And by the way, it was strain terpenes, not specific. just strain, yeah, strain specific yeah. terpenes, not just terpenes of like myrcene, linalool, stuff like that. No, it was actually strain specific. So <laughs> strain specific and there's no PGAs or PGs. Strain Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Which is really cool to find some terpenes that is you know like lemon kush or sour diesel or, or granddaddy you know, purple durban poison which is what <clears throat> yeah some of those um, were white widow i believe no no yeah there, there was, was a white, white something. widow yeah there was white yeah. something anyway so we all got- the names just kind of started leaking together once you start reading them green crack i know that was one of them yeah. Well, yeah. oh, as far as the terpenes? Yeah, there were so many of them. It was like there was a plethora. It was all big, big, and they smelled so good. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you kidding, you kidding me? You pull one out of the package and that's all you could smell. 
Yeah, and it was pretty bright. I uh-huh. mean, bright, loud. <laughs> Is that what they say? Loud. Cover my eyes, it's loud. And by the way, flight. <laughs> I taught myself what flight meant. Yeah. Flight how? What do you mean? Flight means four for 40. <laughs> what? You should know that. Come on. Flight means four okay. for 40. I'm like, I had no idea. Really? <laughs> okay, I'm lost. I'm sure half the people out there are too. <sighs> Me too. I don't know exactly how. Flight means four for 40, but. Um, four for 40 what? Grams. Four so, different grams for 40 bucks. I see. Four for 40. Okay. Mean, an old lady told me this too. Flight means four for 40. Oh, man. I'm not sure. I'm she like, needs. Oh, no, that is that is the going rate. I always wondered why people are going to get a flight, you know, four for 40. And I'm like, flight. Huh. <laughs> Where did they get this terminology for flight? Is that a flight without a layover? I hope so, especially with four grams. Oh my gosh, a flight! I, I'm so lost with the Just whole like ratchet terminology. And you know, thirsty. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's that new thing of where you just change everything of what it means. So we had a good time. We talked to rogue farmers. And, <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yeah. And so, why don't you let's <clears throat> announce the winners? Do you know? You have the names there. I do. We have um, Damien. I'm not going to say last names. Okay. Um, Damien won the terpenes, uh, Bob won the light, and since we were giving away both of, you know, two different of the vaporous pens, a small one and the big one, he won a, he also won a pen. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey won a pen, Mahoney won a peacemaker, and Jesse won a grow kit. Okay, so we had three pens? Two pens. Two pens, that's it. Okay. Bob and Casey. Okay, so I heard the third, <laughs> I guess you No, I one. said Mahoney was a peacemaker. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I said three P's, but only two pens. <laughs> um, and then Jesse won the grow kit. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so, and we're going to be going in there once a month, I think? Yes, yes. We're going to be printing up the schedule here soon, and we're, we'll have it posted at THC, and we'll be telling you guys as well. Yeah, it was, it was a good deal. Probably on website, too. Yeah. And Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So we got a good, you know, a lot of followers out of that. And, mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of people that came in that were interested, so. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. It really was. It was just, even if it, you know, wasn't the busiest time, saying is the end of the night kind of is slow. We were hoping it would be busy, seeing as it was a sale, but it was, you know, it was well, still, if it was you a lot of fun. To the, um, if you listen to our background, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's always a lot of and stuff going on. And was it your on. phone I kept hearing? Maybe. Was it the whole... Everybody can hear it. No, it wasn't mine. It was one of the other four people. That one was your phone. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. I could hear that stuff going on in the oh, background. Well, we had four. There was three employees that were actually working and closing at yeah. the time, which I was also seeing as I was just kind of standing there and there wasn't too many mics. I came over and said hi a couple times, but there wasn't too many mics, so I didn't want to invade too much. I didn't know what the conversation was exactly because I was walking around and doing the raffles. <laughs> so I was also helping closing. I was bringing stuff upstairs because I was just standing there. So yeah. What better than to help out my you know, help out my crew at the same time. <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, I'm just kind of feel useless. I went to go check somebody in and Casey's like, no, go. Yeah. He told me to get away from, get away from me. He's like, you're not even on the clock. Get over there. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, 
but we got to talk about a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I, I overheard quite a bit, but not enough to keep in the conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when we were doing the interview, you fed me a bunch of squibs beforehand. I did no such thing. I was at work all day. So what was the picture on Instagram of the squibs? That was after. What do you mean after? I actually took a picture of them afterwards. The squibs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. those those didn't get eaten beforehand? You ate yours maybe before, but I was at work all day. So I didn't take my squib until I got home. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> if anybody hears a little <laughs> slurring in my voice for the interview, I ate some. I ate one squib. One. Well, and then I had some lollipops of GB Farms, mm-hmm. which were a gift. Those were pretty tasty. I think I still have one in my jacket. Yeah. So just so you know, if you want to eat some edibles, eat some squibs. They're delicious. Yeah. So, um, and also too, when, because I was um, doing squibs and doing an interview, uh, basically, <laughs> it, you know, I, we went right into the interview and I talked to Sean right away, but. You guys were bullshitting before too though. So. Yeah. So you probably won't hear me talk to, you know, introduce Brian directly, but. Uh, they were introduced before the mic was on. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Sean. Like we said, Sean and Brian. But let's get into some news because we want to yeah. cover a couple quick things. Yeah, real quick. some real quick news before. And we there's, there's, um, these are just articles that have been in the news, you know, quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. So they're highlights. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and read your first one. All right. Mine is from the Green Rush Daily by Ab Hanna. It says the DEA just banned CBD, and here's why. Which this is, this is shitty. It really is. Just let's get to it. It, 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 not okay. It, we have two things that are CBD on the shelf, to be honest with you. Three, actually. But here's the thing when it comes to that is that for cancer patients, for people that do get it, take it for seizures, that do take it for anxiety, this sucks for them because this is basically the medicinal side of it getting kind of taken away. Here's, I'll just read it to you. It says, the, le- <clears throat> the legality of CBD is no longer in the gray area. In fact, the DEA just banned CBD. Uh, cementing its place in the list of Schedule One substances, CBD or, <laughs> what is that, cannabid- cannabidoil? Can- cannabidiol? Can- cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. Doyle. Doyle. I can't say it. It's D-I-O-L is a compound or a cannabinoid in cannabis that won't get you high. What it does do, uh, what it does do though is stop seizures and aid other others suffering from debilitating conditions. So why is the DEA putting it on a list of the most harmful drugs available to man? Probably for the same reason they temporarily banned the herbal pain reliever Kratom earlier this year. They're both alternatives to more dangerous prescription opiates that are plaguing the country. The DEA's actions seems seem to protect big pharma's pockets more than the health of American citizens. Go figure. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's what we're seeing is just uh, everything is driven by money. Yes. Yes. And it's all about the pharmacy right now. Uh, DEA banned CBD, but why? The archaic spelling of the word marijuana, marijuana, as my grandma used to say it, and yes, it is in quotes. 
with an H. Well, that's not Hispanic influenced, right? That's an American word. It is. I doubt it. Right. Mejuana is used in the text on the Federal Register announcing the rule, probably to avoid turning up in marijuana-related search results. According to DEA Acting Administrator Chuck Rosenberg, this code will allow DEA and DEA-registered entities to track quantities of this material separately from quantities of marijuana. So in other words, it needs to be, it needs to be separate than any marijuana products. Well, and also, too, they're finding that apparently there is some sort of trace THC or trace other chemicals in the CBD mm-hmm. that is making it, I guess, illegal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It says the reason given is that the U.S. is complying with international drug control treaties. Before this elaboration, CBD's legality was in a gray area. It was assumed that CBD extracted from medical cannabis was only legal for medical marijuana patients and illegal to the rest. However, CBD derived from industrial hemp was being sold across the country as if it was federally legal. Well, apparently the DEA has always believed in any form of cannabis extract to be Schedule One. The DEA claims that there are small amounts of cannabinoids in every CBD extract. The site, uh, they cite this as another reason to keep CBD on Schedule 1. For practical purposes, all extracts that contain CBD will also contain at least small amounts of other cannabinoids. However, if it were possible to produce from cannabis plant an extract that contained only CBD and no other cannabinoids... Such an extract, uh, sorry, such an extract, not extract, uh, would fall within the new drug code. So basically, the DEA made extracting CBD completely illegal, whether it is from hemp or not. The final hit. <clears throat> the DEA's view on CBD and cannabis in general is as outdated as their use of the word marijuana. And yes, I did say it with an H because well, that is it's, how it says it's really it. outdated. I'm sorry. I hope I really hope that there's someone from the DEA listening mm-hmm. or at least someday because you guys are stupid. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, your political games, I get it. Like you have to sit there like a good little puppet and do your political games. Right. But when you're looking at somebody in the eye, you know damn well that you're just a joke. It's it's what it is. I mean, you're, you and they're playing these games now with the CBDs. And Which stuff. is sad because that is the one thing that, that a lot actually of people, helps people especially, really needed. Yeah, especially with epilepsy and all that stuff. Becky, before she yeah. passed away. Yeah. The one thing that actually kept her pain away. Yeah, was, good job, federal government. Yeah, was tinctures. The yeah. only thing. A CBD RSO tincture DEA. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. The only thing that took her pain away. Even over the pharmaceuticals that were given to her that were fucking hardcore mind my language but no it's good and here's the thing is um that's one thing is it's not fcc regulated so there you go you can that's talk what about the problem yeah is, yeah well no no i'm talking about the talking about your oh, language right i know huh? you don't have to watch your language <laughs> i know huh? and it's certainly true that the dea is pretty screwed up it is um it's all about making money it's not about making sure that your people feel okay it's not their problem that oh, they got but cancer. They're protecting us their from that they things have pains. like prescription addiction. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. With what? Uh, <clears throat> the whole um, what's heroin? What's methadone? Uh, uh, methadone. Yeah. That's their answer. Oh, 
we're going to get you off heroin. Let's get you on methadone. Ha. That's better. Another good one. Now come seven days a week. Oh, sorry. Six days a week because you can't get it on Sundays. So get a double dose on Saturday. We wouldn't want you to do street drugs. We want you to do corporate drugs. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we get your money. Here's the deal. What I think (laughs) um, as far as with this whole article that you're reading, and I just, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of growers is, yeah, we spent decades going to prison. A lot of guys have been in jail for a couple decades just for having a gram or two. Mm -hmm. But just so the F or not even FDA, but DEA knows even if you keep doing the bullshit you're doing, we're still going to grow and we're still going to go to jail for it. And you can make your money, but you're not stopping the grow. Yeah. You haven't stopped it previously. Not stopping the medicine. (laughs) So do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, It says, okay, tail end, tail end. (laughs) We We got on a tangent here. Uh, luckily, medical marijuana patients in many states are protected from prosecution for possessing CBD oil. In fact, Congress passed an amendment in 2014 called Rob Rocker, Robocker Far, which prevents, fe- <laughs> sorry if I slaughtered that, federal law enforcement officials from prosecuting patients for possessing CBD products. Petitioning, uh, Petitioning led to the DEA to lift the ban on Kratom earlier this year. Perhaps similar petitioning will give rise to the unbanning of CBD as well. Come on, let's let's band together and uh, get this out of here. I just think it's funny Petition that the government has it. a patent on THC. I know. They also have a patent on Vicodin. And <laughs> I know. I just... It's, <laughs> Percocet. And it's brutal. The, the legal heroin. Well, and the further we get along in our generations and our politics, we really get to see just what kind of craziness we've been either fed. Idiocracy. Or, yeah, or keep getting fed. And it's really good that as a population, we're getting to see this. You can only be so much of a government and bullshit your citizens mm-hmm. to the point of what? Until we overrun you like mice? I mean... Right? Rats. Remember, we watched that show. Yeah. Called Rats. Don't live in New York. Don't live in New York. And don't shake their trash. (laughs) (laughs) We watched a a documentary. No, I think it was a movie documentary is what it was. It was actually a full-length movie. Yeah. Well, the point point is is that these people have to put their trash out in the evenings, and Mm -hmm. then by the morning, the rats have lived off this garbage. Are you kidding me? Before the morning, like as soon as you put that trash out, it's okay. Let's quit talking about some nasty rats. There's like thousands and thousands (laughs) that there's more people, there's more rats Rats. that live under their feet than there are people that live in New York. Just think about that. Or worse, I think. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. (laughs) The best part is we'll never run out of meat in New York. Ew. (laughs) When did we turn them? What is that vampire? That's like um, who fed on rats. There was two things I noticed in New York. One is that the trash was out on the curb in nothing but trash bags. And two, all the trash was by drainage. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know what you expect from that. Except for rats. Captain Obvious. <laughs> and I understand that a big population in a small area is going to cause that to happen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know 
what I mean, they did point out though that the rats have been there for like 200 years, right? <laughs> you kill rats about as quick as you can kill a cockroach, right? Anyway, I don't know if cannabis <clears throat> it, it treats any kind of rat born diseases. I don't know. You should watch Quarantine. That's an intense movie. It's it fake. To, I don't care, but it has to do with that. So <laughs> cannabis being a me- cannabis being a medicine is, I think, is true. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, so now a big story that's been happening recently that everybody's seen. If you've been on the boards, or you grow cannabis, or you're anywhere in the Oregon scene, you've seen that there's this whole story about how you smoke too much cannabis and you're going to get sick. Hmm. We need to go over this because here's the deal. It says, this is from the Daily Mail, dailymail.com, rise of bizarre cannabis vomiting syndrome. We've covered this uh, a a ways back. This was like in- I think this is almost one of our first or second Yeah, March, April, May last year. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying, talking about this, but I guess what they've done is done- Uh, a study or a couple studies that have shown that the legal states or states that have become legal for cannabis have seen this mysterious rise of nausea related emergency room visits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I can read part of the article here, but I do have something to say about it. I mean, yeah, I I don't know what you're going to say, but (laughs) Here's the things that mark it. First of all, cannabinoid hypermesis is what it's called. And it's a syndrome that was first recorded in Australia. The symptoms include severe stomach pain, nausea, and vomiting. So, I mean, that's seems counterintuitive to cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sufferers often report having a hot bath up to five times a day to relieve pain. I got something to say about that. And expert warns condition is responsible for a rise in unnecessary hospital admissions for heavy cannabis users and is increasing acutely. I assume what they mean by acutely is that it's increasing for cannabis users. Right. Only. (laughs) Well, again, I can go in the article, but bottom line is, is what's happening is people are having these nausea stomach pain vomiting fits that are unrelated to anything going to the hospital or whatever staying at home Mm -hmm. but at some point realizing that a hot shower or a bath is going to fix it (sighs) here's the problem (laughs) i kind of have that problem right has nothing to do with cannabis i don't i don't think so i've been okay so a lot of these um a lot of these uh, people have been smoking cannabis in, in you know, large volume, I guess, since they were young. Mm-hmm. And so have I. I've been smoking cannabis since I was 18. Supposedly, though. They say this. Supposedly, it was these well, people. Here, yeah. And well, here's the only correlation is this stuff. And what's happening is these people are uh, down the road are getting... Uh, nauseated and ill with these stomach pains and stuff and finding that warm baths and hot showers are helping. Well, I have a similar issue to that. Basically, in the mornings, I get this symptom Mm -hmm. and I use a hot shower or bath to fix it. And a lot of times, cannabis. Yes, and And uremeprazole. And other medicine. That's the other thing, like food helps. Anything helps to fix that nausea. And so I'm not sure... 
But that nausea is called your ulcers. It could be. Past problems. It could be. Well, and so here could be the correlation is that these people out there are being able to cure other symptoms like the nausea symptoms and stuff with these showers. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's other things going on, you know, whether it's ulcers or stuff like that. At the same time that I have the problem, like I said, I use the cannabis to help it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I smoke cannabis in the mornings and it makes it worse. All right. The weird thing is, is that what I see is the same is that that my nausea and vomiting is, is really quickly. Like I can, you know, if I smoke a bowl, my nausea goes away in like, say, 15 minutes or Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. If I take a shower, it's almost immediate. So what am I going to choose? I'm going to choose that shower. Right. You know, and jump in there and maybe smoke a bowl right as I get out so I can kind of. Keep sometimes the, you will try the bowl though, so you don't have to get in the shower. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you do try to stay in bed. You don't want to have to get up, and so you do try to smoke the bowl, and you do try to suffer through it as long as possible when it comes to it. But. Yeah, well, and that leads me to this: is that obviously this is something that if I didn't know how to control it, it might get out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I guess I might visit the emergency room. I I don't know. I've suffered through some pretty tough stuff without going to the emergency room, but. Uh, I guess this could lead to that with some people mm-hmm. and th- it's just weird. It's weird that it's so similar to what I go through. Right. But there's real no details to what, like these articles that are talking about this, they don't say, well, these people are having them all the time, only in the morning. I mean, there's no real detail of what is going on. No, it's just the first thing they hop on accusing it is marijuana. Yeah. Well, and it's the only thing that, well, here's the deal in these particular situations Mm -hmm. once these people quit consuming marijuana those symptoms went away supposedly (laughs) well i did it says let me read it to you so you understand it says a bizarre syndrome that makes heavy cannabis users violently ill and leads them to take frequent hot hot baths to ease the pain has been reported by doctors Symptoms of the illness include severe stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, and bathing in very hot water up to five times a day for relief. There's where I get sidetracked because mine doesn't go past the morning. Right. At least two cases of the syndrome, which involve multiple visits to accident and emergency, have been reported in the UK and worldwide. The conditions is increasingly acutely, like I said, with cannabis Doctors in the UK warn that the failure to recognize CHS is likely to be draining hospital resources as it's being wrongly diagnosed. So here's the deal. Just like everything. So if I light this joint for my stomach pain real quick, does that mean? No, I'm just joking. Okay. So (laughs) in real terms, does that mean? Well, okay. Let me back backpedal a little. Everybody gets affected differently by different things maybe these cases are just the fact that they just need to stop smoking i don't know it can't be really definitely explained but here's the thing is some people are allergic to things some people are allergic to gluten some people are allergic to you know all sorts of things that's still actually like technically on fire (laughs) yeah (laughs) go ahead like flame it all 
But yeah, it's, you know, alcohol affects people differently in so many different ways. Certain pills affect people differently in certain ways. Like, you know, opiates for me, knock me on my ass. Opiates for, let's say my mom, make my mom is like it's she's on crack. It affects everybody a little bit different. Well, and so, well, that's kind of the point is that there may be something with this and, yeah. you know, and here's the deal. I mean, what we haven't had is the ability to study this stuff. So if we can't study it officially a lot, then we won't know this stuff. And go ahead. If, if we were to be able to study it, we, <laughs> Okay, so here, though, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old chef was admitted on seven occasions over a two-year period with profuse vomiting. His symptoms ended after he stopped smoking the drug, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I was just reading that one. And then also another writing says the observation that the patient wanted to take regular baths because he had found that bathing eased the sickness was documented in the nursing notes but its significance was not appreciated. And it goes on to say that this guy took like um, one extreme. Uh, researchers reported that one sufferer reported spending 300 out of 365 days in the bath. Yeah, it's just like reading that. Yeah. Okay. Now, how am I supposed to take that? So this guy only took 300 baths out of 365 days. It sounds like he's still dirty. You should probably take 365 (laughs) you're missing like 65 days in the year that's what i'm saying so it sounds like he's not taking enough but (laughs) no i'm assuming that he took 300 baths on top of his showers i guess out of the 365 days but it doesn't say that that's what i mean so who knows it's it's really unclear as to you know what these people are actually going through and this guy bathed 300 times a day I mean, 300 times a year. Yeah. <laughs> you Ooh. didn't tell me if he was yeah. getting clean in that bathing, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'll just, let me summarize it and we'll move on. It just says that the CHS is characterized by heavy use of the drug, triggering nausea and vomiting, as well as frequent hot baths or showers. Despite studies promoting the use of marijuana's anti-emetic, which is the sickness quality, there's increasing evidence of its negative effect on the gastrointestinal tract, triggering this CHS. Sufferers have reported frequent hot bathing helps to provide temporary relief from the nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain typical of the illness. I'll tell you this. Any correlation that I have, which is pretty similar, yeah, the baths help, the hot showers help uh, tremendously. But I do know that cannabis does help too. Mm-hmm. And if mine's similar in any way, it's not all day long. It's No, it it's, goes away. Yeah. So, in fact, usually it's gone before you even leave for work unless it's a bad day. And that's usually when you're at a, a Meprazole. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just not sure. I, I think we need to study this more and see what, you know, what happens. Yeah. But... I, I obviously there's there's some correlation because it, it is happening with people when they quit smoking cannabis it's stopping um yeah who knows who knows it, it could be changing eating habits too so what if you're smoking cannabis and you have you're eating a bunch of munchies mm-hmm. 
And it's hurting your stomach. Yeah, and you stop. I mean, I don't, there's got to be more substance mm-hmm. to this yeah. for us to, to grab onto. I don't think every case is that intense when it comes to it, but I don't know. And well, have they done the study here, or is this only in Australia? Well, these are places <laughs> that are legal. Okay. So do I know specifically, it did say Australia. Um, I do not see anything other specific. Oh, okay. So just Adelaide, Australia, 2004. Yeah. All right. Well, what's next? Do you have something else? Yes, I do. Um, it is from Oregon Live, the Oregonian, written by Noel Crombie. It says masked intruders hit legal marijuana grow first violent crime at licensed pot farm. This sucks. That's sad, but. You know, I guess we all kind of saw it coming, especially that's why we got surveillance and everything else is so people could be safe, I suppose, but not carry weapons. What's interesting is we've got this uh, big line between crime and and legality, you know, legal stuff. And we've had, because of the decriminalization with cannabis, we've brought a lot of people from the criminal side over to the the you know the do right side yeah and now all those people that have come over to do the right thing for the government are now being the victims of the people who are still just straggling over there just living off the the labor of hard workers Mm -hmm. but yeah you're right it's something that's i don't think crime's gonna go away at, at any you know whatever level yeah yeah exactly we might help bring the crime rate down like what we've done decriminalize it but there's still people out there growing yeah and there's yeah. still people out there that will want to benefit off the fruits of the labor of other people exactly and this is an example of one of those it says four masked intruders severely beat and robbed a marijuana grower in jackson county this month and the first reported instance of violent crime at a state licensed cannabis production operation the assailants woke James Bowman in the or er, sorry, I got a hiccup. Uh, James Bowman in the early hours of December 16th broke his nose and left him with black eyes. County sheriff's officials said they filled a rented U-Haul truck with hundreds of pounds of harvested marijuana and took off. Hours later, two of Bowman's workers discovered the 56-year-old still tied up and cold. Poor guy. Uh, sheriff's officials said the robbers had left the door to the house open. Bowman, a longtime marijuana grower in Southern Oregon, was hospitalized for several days. The break-in and theft unfolded in the rural community of Weimar, where Bowman started growing medical marijuana two years ago. He had moved there after federal agents and local police raided his large farm in Roosh in 2012 before Oregonians legalized marijuana for recreational use. Bowman, who was on track that year to be the state's largest producer of medical marijuana, wasn't charged with a crime after the raid, which wiped out his uh, his whole crop. But that was the one before, correct? Yeah. Uh, this year, Bowman applied for and received a producer license for his business, Blue Sky Gardens, from the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, the agency that oversees recreational cannabis. He is one of more than 350 licensed marijuana growers producing for the recreational market. Uh, Bowman holds a Tier 2 license, the larger of the two licenses 
types issued for outdoor production. Under state rules, he can produce cannabis on up to 40,000 square feet of land. The Liquor Commission inspected Bowman's farm in August. Inspectors concluded that the gross site met the state's requirements. A message left for Bowman with attorney Robert Graham of Grant's Pass wasn't returned Thursday. Graham represents the property owner who leased the land to Bowman. Experienced marijuana growers in southern Oregon, the epicenter of outdoor production, say break-ins, thefts, and robberies aren't a new threat. What sets Bowman's case apart is the rapid response of law enforcement, they said. Growers have been calling law enforcement for years and gotten no response, said grower Brent Kenyon. It's absolutely awesome that we are seeing a response to the robbery at Bowman's property. Which is, it's nice that they actually showed up. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, shout out to Brent. I know Brent from back in the day. Yeah. So shout out that you're giving a response there, buddy. But um, yeah, I mean... And that's what I'm hearing in this article. Like, if you listen to what you just read, it sounds like they're more worried about the grow mm-hmm. than they are about the crime. Yeah. Like, who really? You're more worried about if he's in regulation versus the dudes that yeah, just jacked the guy and broke his nose. That. That's why it was honestly, it was just, it was a whole bunch of stuff that said, yeah, it was just stupid. I don't get <laughs> it. Like, get off the whole. Everybody is trying to. You know, from all the people I talk to that you talk to, all the people that come into your to the dispensary, these people are trying to get in line with the change of regulations that happen mm-hmm. every two weeks. Oh yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. Like here's another, pa- here's another, pa- here's another, pa- here's another, and then a crime happens, and the first thing they're worried about is it if is the, the grower is in, you know. Mm-hmm. compliance with the reg really yeah. really why don't you step back first and deal with the actual crime yeah and exactly. then deal with what the grower's doing exactly. instead of putting what the grower's doing first over the crime exactly yeah it's ridiculous like <clears throat> it's the the whole it's it is. It's very ridiculous. You are damn still guilty until you prove you're innocent if that's what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Exactly. Poor choice. Exactly. And, and it, you know, there has to be a choice there because we've heard in the past, like we read a couple stories, remember in the past where, um, what was that one where the gentleman, I think it was up in uh, Cave Junction, but he had a grow and the guys came and acted like they were cops. Yeah. Yeah. The four, yeah. it was four different guys. Yeah. So he called the cops to find out, you know, Hey, these guys are telling me they're cops and do you have a warrant? And they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, at least in that situation, they stuck up for the guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I'm surprised they didn't just come out and be like, Oh, are you in compliance? Oh, we, we you just called us. Okay. Let yeah, me see your exactly. license. Let me see your plans. Let me do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is um, that your last one? Yeah, I'm not quite finished with it. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Says Jackson County Detective Jason Penn and agency is taking the case seriously and vigorously, vigorously investigating it. He said the marijuana was stolen from a large cargo container, which had been secured with a padlock. The locks are easily clipped off, Penn said. The assailants damaged the state-required security system. Of course. Authorities are still trying to assess what surveillance footage remains on the system, he said. The thieves struck as the crop was on its most valuable. Bowman's marijuana had been harvested and cured and was ready for market. Sounds like it's one of his buddies. Right. 
Uh, it's all buttoned up nicely in big totes and it's ready to go, Penn said. It's like, uh, it's like coming to someone's house on Christmas Eve and taking all their goodies. The price of marijuana fluctuates depending on the time of year and whether it was grown indoors or outdoors. Premium outdoor marijuana is worth $1,600 to $2,100 per pound on the wholesale market. And Aviv Hadar, whose bent company or uh, grown produced produces, processes, and sells recreational cannabis, it's worth double on the retail market, he said. The stolen cannabis is headed for the black market, but it's hard to say how and where the thieves will unload it, Hadar said. It's speculated that it may be um, processed into popular cannabis oils. It could end up in California or across the country where where organ cannabis fetches top dollar. Hadar said he was round-the-clock security staff to deter thieves from entering his property. Security, he said, is a preoccupation for many growers. It keeps us up at night, he said. Which we do know some that do round-the-clock oh, yeah. security on their own stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 And, they take and, shifts. And there you go. So for any of those people that anytime I'm talking about organ leading, for any of those people that doubt that, well, then quit stealing our shit. <laughs> quit taking it to other states. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if we're so crappy and we're not laden, don't steal. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> By the way, we are rednecks still, too. Everybody's uh, got it oh. somewhere around here. In no, their family, I just, it's, we know how to defend ourselves. We're Oregonians. Well, I know, but that's <laughs> that's the crazy part is like the people that go and wait to the last minute and then steal stuff like that. They're just... Uh, <sighs> They're just the the warts on the ass of the industry. Mm-hmm. They're like the 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 what do you call that when you get a, a sore in your mouth? What is a canker that? sore? They're like the canker sores of cannabis. Those are the worst. You always want to bite them. I know. It's like like bite them off. Arr. They're like the gangrene of rotten meat. Where all you want to do is cut it off. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> Like they're thieves. It's the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just good. Go for it, guys. Wait till the last minute. Two of the worst people, thieves and liars. Yeah. Take the weed and just be. <laughs> what state are you going? I want to know what state they're going to. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Jerks. Anyway, so we got a good interview. We got uh, Rogue Farmers, uh, Brian and Sean. Now, like I said, remember, I, I talked to Sean first. I bring in Brian. He introduces himself. He does. He's got a great voice. Brian. Yeah. From Rogue Farmers. And what we're going to do is we are going to have them on. I think we're going to try to have them on more and have, you know, we have grow grow questions that come in and we're going to have them answer them. And you can ask him anytime too. We can always get a hold of him. Send him to organrooted at gmail.com. Our podcast is either organrooted.com or, I mean, just go to organrooted.com. You can find our, our subscription links there. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And our Instagram at organrooted, all of it at organrooted. Absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, so we'll have them answer grow questions and we'll have them on in the future. Yes. So here it is, Sean and Brian from Rogue Farmers. All right, this is Higher Peaks, and I'm here with Rogue Farmers. Sean. Yes. Yeah, so I'm you're Sean with Thompson, Rogue Farmers. with Rogue Farmers. This yeah. is manager there. Uh, I was lucky enough to grow up in a community where, you know, my choice of work isn't frowned upon, which is really nice. Yeah. And, you know, I was lucky enough to work underneath a guy named Steve Katz, who was my mentor for many years, and worked underneath him 
until I ventured on my own and started doing more industrial side of you know medical growing and been doing that for roughly about 10 years now now you've lived in oregon since i lived in oregon about 15 years okay on the industrial side only about 10 i mean have you been indoors or outdoors i've done a lot indoors especially first my mentor but after that i started venturing into the outdoor side of things and fell in love with that being on the sunshine running tillers you know being on ladders tanning up plants all that fun stuff now you've been involved with consulting i've done consulting lots of consulting work for indoor and outdoor yeah. Um, my indoor consulting, I usually do a smaller scale, you know, consulting. That's more my style. The outdoor, I've done large scale outdoor consulting for a couple of years now. Now you, but you've been involved in the the cannabis industry for a long time. I'm involved in cannabis industry, yeah, for quite a few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, one way or the other. I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, are you uh, now with Rogue Farmers? What do you do there? I help with, you know, people coming into questions about, you know, problems usually is what it is. Is it? A lot of problems that people yeah. have with plants, and I feel like I'm pretty good at, you know, diagnosing, figuring out, helping to fix those issues, whether it be bugs, mold, mildews, whatever that may be. Is that the big thing? That is a big thing around here. Mm-hmm. Okay. For so, outdoor farmers, especially for a lot of newer outdoor farmers who have an experience with dealing with those certain problems. Yeah. Do you deal with farms or personal growers? All the above. I've dealt with a few farms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then personal growers, a little smaller, you know, personal growers, a lot of medical for many years before the rec things really took off. Rec thing is, you know, relatively new to this industry, to our side of the world, at least, you know, unlike Colorado and so on and so forth. Okay. So now when I came in, I met a couple of you guys mm-hmm. and you guys are very knowledgeable. I mean, you guys know a lot. I, I picked your brains for like three hours. You guys are right there. Tell me everything that I need to know. Why don't you talk about what you're doing? Um, yeah, my name is Brian. So I work real farmers. Um, you know, been growing for about 10 years, more on the commercial scale for probably about five. Started in Montana in the medical scene over there. Hopped over to Washington about four years ago and grew there on a larger scale. Got yeah. involved in the recreational scene there. All indoor for the most part. Did a few outdoor, smaller stuff. I'm more involved in the indoor side of things. Commercial side, you know, getting things fine-tune cutting costs that's kind of where we try to shine bringing the knowledge of having like where sean comes from also with you know i'm a younger guy haven't been doing it quite as long as he has but trying to use a traditional knowledge base you know like a college graduate i have some science background so that helps a lot did you come here because of the whole growing scene or we, was it personal reasons we were doing some consulting as well okay in washington we had some people come up and check out our farm from down here but you're doing well up there right in Washington. Going well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the scene here? I think the scene here, I mean, I like it a lot. It seems more of a cultural thing here, which I like a lot. It's not so much a business side of it, which, you know, those two are merging now as we're seeing the recreational market come together. And it's a weird gap to bridge between, you know, essentially counterculture and, you know, business folks who are now coming in. So I'm seeing a lot of parallels there that I saw or here that I saw up there in Washington. And those are playing out similarly you know, there's a lot of people we see in the shop now. As Sean mentioned people having issues with either the gap between the grower and the business side of things, trying to catch up there, or like just straight up like a lot of novice people going out there, first time yeah. scaling up to something large. And it's. Did you find that same thing up in Washington? Yes. I've seen a lot of the same stuff. Very yeah. similar, especially like the industry is getting going and getting its feet under itself. You have this weird situation where everyone's kind of all in and everyone's producing everything. Yeah. And there's always a, ch- a choke point somewhere up there. It was 
getting it to the retail market. And here we're seeing something similar with the testing being so difficult that a lot of people are, are hesitant to invest in getting a large part of their crop tested. And then with it yeah. fails, there aren't answers for that yet. Like people are calling the state and like, well, you know, we don't really know. Wait, <laughs> like wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So what do you guys think about the OMMP program here in Oregon? It seems like we're really borderline maybe losing it. I Is love it? the OMMP program. Well, you know, yeah, of course I do too. Yeah. And I don't know about Washington. Is it kind of similar up there with the medical program? Yeah, they Sean, you're shaking your head, yeah, buddy. They ended it. Yeah, yeah, it's ended now. Okay. It's pretty much it. And same with Colorado, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Could be wrong, but I believe so, yeah. No, I think Colorado's done. Oh, Jesus, that's sad. Yeah, and Washington. So do you think we're next? Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's an unfortunate thing as right. is what the progression seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Sean. I think the writing's kinda on the wall there. It seems to be the the path of you know it seems like states are aligning with other states as far as it's the path of industrialization. Yeah. It's, it's is that good or bad? Well, I mean, love. good or bad for us? It's how do you look at it? Unfortunately, I don't think it's bad for medical patients, me being one of them. It's yeah. be harder for you know people that have access, especially you know people are lower in the you know economy side of things. You know, it's be harder for them to access medicine that's actually worthwhile for them that will help them with their pain or whatever issues they may have. You know, I think that's the saddest thing of it all. Well, it's not really profitable for anybody to provide for those guys. Or it's people, not, it's not, or they don't allow it to be. That is a problem too. If, if the medical side was allowed to move product through the rent dispensary, something like that, we could have a market for that and have a legal market for that for those people. You know, help them out a lot, help out the you know even the people who are the patients who can have a couple in their backyard. You know, there's six or twelve in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? That can you know. If we're able to have dispensaries where we can move that product into, it would really help them out a lot. It'd be sad to see like certain towns in this area to see what happens when they do end that completely. It seems how the economy is going to drop over there. You know, that's what I worry about the most. Now, do you think that, since you're from Washington, mm -hmm. uh, Brian, do you think that we're going to suffer the same consequences or go the same route? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to say that, but... Right, right. Um, it's, it's tough to say, you know. Um, Could we hold on to the program somehow if everybody got together? Yes. I think if anyone's... So that sounds yeah. positive. I think if anyone's got a shot, Oregon does for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the vibe It's so here. cultural here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we've hold it for how, how many years have we had it? 10, 15 years? Yeah, 20? 10 plus For years. OMMP? I think 20 years. I think aside from years. California, you guys. Yeah, California. Before. Second. First and we yeah. number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I so. think I think there's a viable option there. I know the people will fight for it. I'll, I'll, I'm with Sean. Yeah. I'll fight for it. We'll I think fight it's, for it as much as they possibly can. It's a good thing, and you know they'll still always allow people to grow, which is the most important for people yeah. to be able to provide for themselves their own medicine. I think that's the yeah. thing that's worth fighting for the most. You, you know, in Medford, we're fighting that, and you know we can't grow outside now. We can't grow in a greenhouse, and now we have to. So the greenhouse to, thing didn't pass. Well, we don't know. In okay. spring. We're going to find out. So right before you have to know. Which I just built my, my greenhouse. <laughs> you know, because I'm all for it. I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And Sean, and trust me, uh, you know, everybody's going to hear this, but, um, you know, we're going to go inside if we have to. Yeah, totally. And we're going to go to, you know, uh, Rogue Farmers for, for this. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, well, not don't appreciate it. We just, we're going to go to the right spot and find out how to build this little I, I told you eight by eight today, uh, approximately. Yeah. Um, but we might split that off, you know, like you'd said, maybe make a um, yourself a bedroom. And a yeah, a little veg out of that, and do 
uh, whatever, however much room you think. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk to me about that. Um, I've already got other stuff going on, but this is kind of just my experimental room. And I want to do a lot of experiments with it. You know, do some, do some nutrients, uh, yeah, breeding, whatever, whatever it takes. So yeah, we'll talk. Runs and runs but yeah. we're gonna go to you guys because you know you guys are shit, man. <laughs> I wish I would have came over and talked to you guys sooner. You're here and talk to growers, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly farmers. Do you think that uh, we're going the right direction? It seems that Oregon has learned a lot of lessons from the previous two states that have done the recreational. Um, allowing, like I mentioned earlier, people to grow their own, I think is, is great. I think everyone loves that. It's a good way to get the vote across and appeal to the medical people who were growing medically before. Um, I think they're doing a good job at allowing a lot of small growers to get in. Yeah. The boutique, you know, everyone likes that. The whole, you know, know your farmer type of thing is real big. I'm, yeah. I'm a proponent of that too. Do you get a lot of small medical growers now? In your shop? Yeah. We, we yeah. Do you? Yeah, like six, eight, 12, six, eight, 12 10, 10, 24. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's going to stay there? I do. As long as the laws stay there. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some boards lately, and the black market seems to be popping their little head in there oh, saying, hey, well, saying, hey, um, you know, you're allowing us to facilitate the whole mm-hmm. market, mm-hmm. right? Totally, yeah. Especially for medical. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you guys are being like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what do you think? Is there, is that promoting black market now? Or They promote black market by not giving medical patients and medical people an outlet. You know, those who choose not to break the laws will be buying dispensaries. Those who choose to do as they see fit, as they feel fit, will choose to go the different route. You know, I look at my, you know, I look at the so-called crystal ball and I see... Unfortunately, by seeing the states around us, the death of medical. But, you know, the, you know, the fighter in me wants to see that it stays alive, stays good, and then medical has an outlet for it. And we, medical patients and medical people, no longer have to stay on this black market side where things are not safe. You know, you don't have a testing regulations. You don't know what kind of product's going out onto the streets. If people are spraying it with forbid right before harvest. You know, oh boy, toxic, great. Or Eagle 20 or something along that line, which is awful stuff. Yeah. You know, so ending the black market and going towards a sustainable, small time, mom, pa, able to move product into the dispensaries market is the way to go. Will the state do it? I don't know. I will say this about that. I think, I think the longer the recreational market goes, I think it becomes harder and harder to formulate an argument to keep like the medical thing going, like a legit one to stand on. Exactly, when you're, when you're yeah. talking to people who are making the laws and enforcing the regulations. Who never been around the culture. Or right, right. Uh-huh. It's very hard for them to, to grasp what like we've been doing, you know, as far as being medical patients and, and all of that. They, they, they say, I mean, if you're able to go to the store and purchase it, why would you ever need to have your own medical card? Or, you know, what's, what's the use of that? And they, there's there's a point to that, that you know there's also a point in being able to like, like it's good to know what's in your own product that you're yeah. putting into your own body i think that's a big thing especially for medical patients people have made huge deficiencies you know and you know they're hitting the product they don't know where the product is where people who decide to juice the leaves now you're getting leaves or you're getting a product from you don't know where you don't know what and you're juicing it so now you're getting a full extracts full of everything that's coming out of that leaf whatever was put in that leaf whether it's anything good or anything bad, you don't know. That's the problem. That's why the smaller time mom hog growers, I think, is the ones who will 
ones who should stay around, but I don't know. So do you think Oregon is too tight on the regulations or? I think they are being a little too tight on some of the testings. I think some of the things that have come up has been kind of silly, yeah. you know, why they test for certain products yeah. and don't test for other products. You know, that's concerns me, like, for instance, Spinosat. Some people's tests failed because of that. I would like to know when they sprayed that, so on and so forth, and yeah. how it failed, and yeah. so on. But just looking at it, the black and white fact of it, it seems kind of silly if something like Spinosat would fail. Yeah. But, you know, they, they hit all their moms with Eagle 20. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's 188. Yeah. Still in there. It surprises me that we're at this spot and we're still talking about Eagle Twenty. I know. Blows my mind. Man. I mean, yeah. Is there not a point where we're, we move forward? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we need to move past like those types of products and move forward. Well, that's what testing is doing. Yeah, we're at that point. That. I think I we're think at that point. Right death, yeah. death of those products for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the reg- like to your point about is it too regulated? They're they're all done in good faith. And changes yeah, are hard. Exactly. They're going in good faith by people who aren't in the industry and who aren't farmers. Yeah. And they're not a problem. They don't, they don't seem to have a, a panel of people who have farmed before, whether it's marijuana or whether it's just food product. They don't seem to have a panel of farmers that's on there. And I yeah. think that's one of the biggest issues is lack of experience of the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are you guys in favor of REC in terms of how it's taken over? I don't know. It's a tough one. I am in favor of legalization. I think the fact that people aren't going to go to jail now makes yeah. a, everything 100% what we lost. Yeah. Unfortunately, people will be mad at me for saying that, but worth it. Yeah. yeah. People now that don't have the fear that I had as, you know, as a youngster. Oh, man. Uh, for years. I mean, for years I'm scared, you know. Now they don't have to have that fear, and I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, I think that that alone makes it worth it as much as it hurts me to say that. Do I like the way the rec market is going? I don't know. I think it's got a couple paths, and it goes down a path of smaller, non-industrialized, you know, localized, organic, you know, good medicine being put out, good product being put out. Yeah, if it goes down the, you know, a so-called Monsanto path of being blasted with, you know, ammonium nitrates, urea, and all that fun stuff. You know, then no, I think that could be a bad thing. Not only just for the product, but for the land the product is growing on. Yeah, well, do you think some of that's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> Greed. Well, yeah. yeah money yeah. takes over, unfortunately. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Yes. But educating the buyers was what we try to do and educating towards an organic option, or at least close to us, we can get to them to be an organic option. Yeah, and it's it's tough because we try to promote, as is a podcast, we try to promote the home grower because I think that there's this... Wow. That Did is you, nice. Oh. Thank you. That was... What was that? Whatever that was. That was a fan. <laughs> I cooked for many years, so it's, not, it's like a hood fan just destroying my ears. I hate it. So I hope our listeners are happy with yes. that one. I think I am. I'm that's definitely nice. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. I had flashbacks of cooking. Hi, everybody. Yeah, that's Lady Sativa. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, wow. This is much better. I hope that stays this way. Me too. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> So let's get back. Um, kind of leading the way now. What do you think this is showing to the rest of the world? I just want to touch here before we... It shows that we have a viable industrial product. You think so? Yes. Okay. We have a yeah. lot of people coming in like, from out of state. With like, a lot of money coming in from out of state. With a lot of 
like yeah. people who've never been around the industry who are now seeing it's now legitimized to them. Yeah. Seeing it, the law legitimized it. So if the law legitimized it to them, they're okay with it now. Yeah. But you know, cool, whatever. They're coming in and putting a lot of money into this. Whether you know it's going to fail for the first time a couple times or not, it seems like they have a lot of backing. A couple of farms I can think of the top of my head are like that. Whether you know they've a couple of crops came out didn't come out too great, but they've got the backing, they've got the knowledge to be able to and learn from their mistakes to be able to move forward and to put out a good, usable, viable product. What do you think? As far as <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in terms of uh, what Oregon is showing to the rest of the world, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Like, I mean, are we I mean, being? And what's I like to think that we're leading the way. I think that we're leading the way. Sometimes I, I think we're stumbling. Well, I think there's a chance to you set know, the bar, and I yeah, think yeah. if anyone's going to do it, I feel like Oregon has. Other states have played loose with some of their regulations coming yeah. from Washington. I mean, I know the regulations they're they're tight. Like Sean said, they lacked experience when doing it. They a lot like. There, a lot of them there are organic pesticides that a lot of people have been using for a long time and are, are still fine to use on organic consumable fruits and produces. And so a lot of people don't consider those harmful and still wouldn't um, as far as how they test them and everything is for like combustion rates and everything they're still looking into. So Which is cool. It is cool. something needs to be answered. And I I appreciate that a lot. I think Oregon is is doing a good thing in being a stickler for pesticide use and making sure things are clean. That's a question I've had for years is what happens when that's combusted. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm finally glad that actually there's testing being done on that. Whether whether it's be oils or whether it be something that's horrible is like, well, forbid. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good to get those answers that we've all wondered, but we haven't been able to have those questions ever asked because of the industry and right. the lack of federal you know or the not lack of federal the fact the federal you know you know federal government wanted to smash the medical marijuana for so many years yeah all right so you know i beat you guys down with the whole oha olcc <laughs> so let's talk about what you guys do on the growing part now don't share nothing personal you don't want to share but you know what have you done in the past? What are you guys doing now? Let's. You got a few tricks you can share. Right to start. Yeah. What What have you done in the past? Sure, yeah. Have you done um, deep water? Uh, deep water is probably the one thing I haven't. I haven't done deep water culture and. You want to try it unless you have to, right? Or, or do you really want to try it? I, I, unless I you want to be a master grower. Everything once. I mean, that's what's cool about being able to yeah. do the home grow here, right? I mean, you okay, can set up and. I've done, I started in soil. I think that's, it's a good way to start. I think there's, there's a buffer there. You know, it's, you're not driving the race car. It's, you know, it's nice and slow. It's a good introduction. So what do you mean by soil? If I'm, if I'm using soil, I'm referring to like everything and all the above. So it's, you're going to have a substrate in your, like your, your cocoa, your, your peat moss, whatever that is. Something to lighten it up with, you know, perlite or what's the other one we're always using? Pumice, pumice and perlite. Um, and then you're going to be adding amendments to it. Um, you know, Whatever, whatever that is, everything guanos, your common ones, guanos and meals, bone meals. Well, what we're getting meals. at is what your recommendation is. If if I'm growing in soil, yeah, my, my biggest concern is that I'm starting with a really high quality soil because right. that's where you're, you're, that's that's where everything's going to be happening. Um, What's your favorite mix? I mean, you don't have to get in like percentages and stuff, but I mean, you like uh, peat and some. Some, I mean, earthworms. I mean, what do you? What, what's your little favorite mix on the base? I like to be able to get a little more aggressive, so I like a lighter, fluffier mix. Okay. A little more, a little more cocoa, okay. a little more perlite, something that's a little fluffier like that. Sure. And, you know, you can still keep micro life in it that way. Do you think that's better for um, beginners? 
I think that's fine. Yeah, I would recommend like a, a yeah like a soil instead of like a soilless medium. Sure, which would just be like straight cocoa and perlite or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's for a beginner. I think that's the way to go. It's more familiar to everyone to begin with, so it's not like you're starting an experiment necessarily. Everyone's for the most part planted a seed in dirt and watered it before, and it's worked out. Yeah. Well, what's the big thing that you see with new beginners? I mean, um, do you see like I would assume that nutrient problems, pH problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the, the cocoa helpful? What's the best way for a beginner to go in terms of not having to deal with pH, um, uh, uh, parts per million, mm-hmm. you know, they just want to plant some. Right, right. Building your own super soil. Yeah. I mean, there's brands out there. Um, like we have one at our store that we do. It's like our own custom blend. Um, there's several out there. I mean, throw some out there like you know roots totally. organics does roots some organics uh, uh, ocean forest that's a good solid a brand. competition mix that makes one um botanic hair makes one it's a plant go just water i mean if you want to do something like that but i don't feel like you're learning the love of the plant learning what the plant wants what do you mean by it. that the plant will always tell you what she wants every single okay. time whether it's nitrogen or phosphorus whether it's minerals always in it. Right. being able to water how so fertilize just looking at her she'll right. different signs whether she's reading whether she's wilting which way she's wilting how she's wilting if she's got ripples uh, if the new growth is coming out small short stretchy you know all those can be answered through if it's not lighting and she's sort of stretching part but also can answer through the soil what's in the soil what's being fed to the plant what's the first way to diagnose that stuff I mean like experience well, <laughs> you're killing lots me. And lots and lots of yeah, experience. you're killing me, Sean. Um, first way uh, to diagnose that is you know, I mean, like for you don't have to be a beginner, but if you're if you're looking at your garden, you got some problems. What's the first couple things you want to look at? Make sure your plants look healthy and vigorous. Make sure yeah. the green is right. Make sure the leaves are sticking up nice and healthy and happy. You know. You know, other if they're that, not praying. They're not praying. You know, you better not be. Quilted, they're not <laughs> dipping at the tips. Not Somewhere. burning the tips. You know, the perfect those, burn. You know, I know people that bring them up to a burn, and they know the furthest they can push the parts from land on that certain strain, or that strain, which I've definitely done. But you know, I don't know. Just just looking at the plant. And listening to the plant, listen to the plant tells you. You walk through the forest, you can see trees. You can tell the trees happy. You can tell the trees healthy or not. Just looking at it, if it's a healthy, vigorous, strong plant, it's not wispy, it's not thin. You know, it's not you know mutating in shape, shape or form. The leaves are healthy. You got the full sets. You know, you got full dark green color, but not black green. Unless it's certain strains, of course. Black green. Like, Dark, dark, over I know. I don't fed. know if there's some black green. Well, if you dump like heavy nitrogen <laughs> on it, you know, it's, it, it's like 1600 fish mix. It's gorgeous. It'll be green right beforehand. Yeah. So now you said you were growing in dirt originally, mm-hmm. right? And so what'd you go to next? Went to a like upstraight pro mix after that, like a sunshine number four. That's just like perlite and cocoa. Yeah. It's Is that harder? Um, no, what you're getting into there is you're you're going to have to fertigate. You have to use nutrients because there's none inherently in the soil. So they're probably going to start using, you know, mixing up reservoirs. And either if you're hand watering at that point, you know, you can automate your irrigation system, yeah. you know, keep your hands off of it. That's the advantages of that system, I think. So are you talking synthetics or organics there? You're talking synthetics there at that um, point. Yeah, I mean, you can do, there's some liquid organic nutrient lines. What's your preference there? I mean... As far as, I mean, well, taste, flavor. I think 
Well, I mean, if you're growing completely organic in a perfectly clean medium, I mean, it's hard to beat that. It always will be. Yeah. I mean, like, like a lot of times we get thrown around the shop. I've heard it said before, no one's claiming that the best tomato ever came from their friend's basement. Right. But I mean, can you throw in some salt in there and and get some some boost in there? Like Sean, I'll I'm gonna throw this out there, buddy. Uh But you said the other day that having organic and synthetic. I've seen mix. organic synthetic mixes do very well. Yeah. You know? I mean, is and that the way to some go? Some pure organic guys would probably, you know, want to kill me for it. Yeah. Well, th- that's let's, a moral, let's get call. Down to that's the a dirt, moral call to you yeah. and to that person, in my opinion. Do you think there's some leftover stuff that you're going to have to There's definitely some leftover stuff. Oh, okay. And when you remove that dirt, wherever you put that dirt, that leftover stuff's going to go somewhere. To yeah. So that's your personal call. That's I see. Moral call. I don't, I don't frown on it because a lot of synthetics I like are actually plant based synthetics. Yeah. So, like, you know, the Roots line, they have a soul synthetic line. That's a plant-based synthetic. Um, Emerald does a plant-based synthetic. It's a pretty good line. You know, but, you know, that's the person's choice as they choose to grow. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody else's decision upon that. Yeah, yeah. So, you went from dirt to... Your pro mix, your yeah, soil. And then yeah. did you do hydro ever? Um, straight cocoa quars as close I got to that, which is just yeah, it's a soilless. That's, it? that's just straight cocoa quar, <laughs> drip drained to waste. Yeah, have you done that side. Uh, I have not done that. Oh, wait, outside. let that me let crazy. me rephrase that. Uh, field That'd grown, um, greenhouse. Every time I've done Be outdoor, careful. yeah, I've done a couple greenhouses, like one you know regular just hoop house that we've made something looks super pretty and i've done just straight outdoor yeah those were all in soil just a fully loaded super soil that we just watered very very low key simple. so what's your feeling on the quality of outdoor or i should say field grown versus indoor or hydroponics or i mean do you think you get the same quality different quality is it a pheno thing is mm. it? I mean, because I've seen some really good greenhouse stuff. I've seen that, beautiful greenhouse. That beautiful rivals indoor, beautiful hydroponics grown with indoor with synthetics too. But outdoor seems to have that. Just you can't change that look. Me personally, I really like outdoor. I, I, I do I too. Love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like good indoor too. I'm not saying it's not awesome, but you know, if I'm having flower, I would prefer a nice, hmm. tasty outdoor product that you know I know where it came from. Yeah. You know, what it? How is? And why is so that? Far. I just like the taste of the, I like the earthy taste of it. It's what, you know, maybe it's what I'm used to. It could be as simple as that, you know, because that's what I've did for so many years. So, but I like that a little bit better. You know. But a good hydroponic grown, I mean, we had some sour diesel the other day, some hydroponic stuff. Was, mm-hmm. Wow, it was really great. You know, it was really good. But, I don't know. It just doesn't have that same... Same love, same energy. I think that the sun can give it. That's why I think greenhouses get the both of both best of both. Sure. What do you think? I think I think if you have when you're coming from the indoor where like where I did, you know, it's colder up there. We don't have a lot of. I mean, the outdoors. There's a season. It's just limited. Yeah, it could be the hippie so a lot to work with. <laughs> it's when you're you're trying to replicate the you're manipulating the environment with the indoor that's the whole thing here is you're trying to create the perfect environment to grow cannabis in and if you can achieve that in like an outdoor which you pretty much can in a greenhouse i mean you can get just as good if not superior quality like the best quality i I think can probably come from a greenhouse i think outdoor the one thing you might risk if we're like nitpicking is like some terpenes are potentially water soluble and could get i mean you're 
we're just dealing with elemental issues like wind and you know things actually brushing up against the trichomes because sure. they are volatile but i mean as far as that goes i mean that's like i said we're nitpicking if you're in a greenhouse and you get that full sunlight spectrum and with you know you get the environment dialed in and someone with strains and they know what they're doing i mean i think it would just as top shelf as it'd be just a lot as, indoor yeah you yeah. could you could people who would be indoor purists you could you could show that to them and they wouldn't know the difference absolutely are people online gonna hate us for saying that too yeah probably will. <laughs> so, oh yeah well, there's think, a lot of indoor purists well, it's tough when it comes down to it because I mean, yeah, you can yes. give someone really well-grown indoor bud, even if it's synthetic, and have them like do a taste test, and it's it's really hard. To, you know, the plant is, doesn't yeah. know necessarily the full difference what it's getting fed. It um, just wants hydrogen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wants the nutrients. It's 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 a more responsible approach to gardening, absolutely. Uh-huh. And man, it does seem like you get more flavor when you grow organic, though. That's I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know the science behind that. It's not, I'm, yeah. I'm a field guy, you know, like yeah. I say, I'm a field monkey. I, all my experience and time is not spent in a book, it's been sit with a shovel, working underneath my mentor, or working on my own, or working on my other half. So, you know, it's like, do you think you can get, um, do you think you get volume from organic? Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think, I think that, I don't, I don't Is it a harder that. thing to do? I would agree with that. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I mean, you don't—you're not given a chart, right? There's, right. You're, yeah, there, this is where like it's more of an art than it's. I mean, there's a science involved to it. But sure. I mean, if you got I mean, knowing when to apply the fertilizers and how much to apply, and like the strain and the environment and everything that goes involved that's involved with that, it's, I mean, that takes years to cultivate that kind of mm-hmm. skill. I mean, okay. At that point, we're talking like any high-end organic farmer of anything. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just cannabis. That's why I was really lucky to work on my mentor because that's how we always started off was, you know, I was mixing soils. I was mixing green scent. I was mixing guanos. You know, I was mixing everything to his proportional. It was rating at that point in time. Of course, it changed throughout the years what it was, what we used, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I think you get know, a far superior, better product by doing that organically like that. And, it's like, yeah, I mean, if you're doing outdoor. Especially yield-wise. Yeah, and if you're growing outdoor, I mean, you almost – you should feel an obligation towards some sort of stewardship, right? To you yeah. know, care for the land. I mean, yeah. that's, it's not ours. Inher- yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's everyone's. And exactly. You you know, yeah. It's the next person's. Too. Here's a problem. When you're trying to get people to grow for themselves and try to push that movement, uh, it's really hard to grow organically if you can't do it kind of simply. Is that possible? You can definitely do it simply. There that's, are products a, out on the market that make make you help with that. There's a product mm-hmm. called Mr. B's Green Trees. And yeah. There's other companies that make that type of thing, okay. which is a top dressing product, which has a lot of stuff that I personally would mix in my soil, readily available, you know, through a few week, you know, decomposition in the soil and use water on top of that or do an organic compost teas on top of that. I see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's... You know, at least using that, and you know, if you do some synthetics by giving it a good organic base, and have, and if you can slap synthetics on top of that, cool. You know, do that. If that's what you feel like doing. I don't blame you. I'm not saying I haven't done it. I've definitely grown synthetics. But I think using that type of product, compost teas, and building up the micro life in your soil is a, you know, a better way of going. It's really hard for people to get really good water. Yes. Yes. So when yeah. you talk we talk about are so spoiled here, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So it's really hard to get water that promotes the whole uh, microbe life. Yep. Uh, environment. 
there's a there's a couple you know dechlorination companies out out there make dechlorination like I think MicroLife is one of them that has a pretty good dechlorination product you can use aeration of the tanks before adding nutrients mm-hmm. is another good way of removing that uh, you know all the fun stuff that's put into our water is that why people use air stones and such with their teas or is that something different that's something different but okay. it's um, it does help get rid of any that's any of the you know for instance fluoride or chlorine that's in there by aerated for, yeah. for a set amount of time is that something that people like I've heard that uh, for example uh, chlorine you can get rid of like that yep. but not chloramine yep so yep. there could be chloramine could in be your chlorine water in that's water. something you gotta test if you're just gonna be yep. doing that uh-huh. yeah well, a lot of larger farms are more war- are more on like wells, or they have you know water rights, water rights. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. And I think a lot of smaller guys doing that maybe have to go with an RO system. Yeah, you know that type of deal. I'll try to find one that doesn't have too much waste on it because you know sometimes it can be as bad as two to one. You know, two gallons to one gallon waste. You know, that's ugh, not great. <laughs> Unfortunately, average. Yeah, yeah and unfortunately, they average. Worse. Worse. They get a lot yeah. worse for yeah. bigger systems. Yeah. You know, so now a lot of these cities are being pushed towards indoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's okay or not. Uh, indoors is... Indoors uh, is safer for the grower. I mean, it's... Exactly. That's one thing for sure. And right? Like, do they want to make it harder to try to regulate it? Because if you're indoors, there's no... You know, it's going to be a lot a more effort. The reasons why they did that, I think that's one of them, though. They can regulate it. They can shrink down the size of the amount of the crop that leaves this valley. Let's be real. You know, I could do uh, Sea of Green uh-huh. now, and they wouldn't even know. So let's throw some numbers out there, for instance. Real quick number, like Sea of Green, 300 plants. Sea yeah. of Green. Right. And you get one ounce per plant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's still nothing compared to a large outdoor garden. Yeah. Even throughout the year, at the end of the year. And you do it do the whole year of the of that CA grade. You know, your math still isn't you out to the right person doing that large outdoor garden. I mean other people might be able to do an outdoor garden. Do the same even less, but the right person doing that large outdoor garden, who I assume could also do those larger CA green gardens, should be able to do a larger yield on outdoor with a smaller carbon footprint by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if we're talking about just in the city, we're not going to be doing... Oh, totally. City, man. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah. yeah. It's been a black market since before we were born. So it's always <laughs> going it's always gonna be there one way or the other. Right. Well, yeah. it's fun, too. Let's not kid yeah. ourselves. Yeah, man. totally. <laughs> it's a good... It's, a, it's fun. Well, elaborate. Sure. Elaborate. What do you mean fun? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's like a lifetime hobby. Like anything else, you can spend your whole life working on that and probably never have the perfect grow you know uh-huh. or finding the perfect strain the one that suits you or yeah. you know uh-huh. getting things dialed in or that extra extra little bit of yield or whatever you know it's whatever your battle is that you're trying to fight yeah uh-huh. it's one of those it's a lifetime skill like any gardening thing it's it's, it's hard to do to get good at it <laughs> sure. and it's like yeah. you know like the few people i've met who i'd almost call like if you're as a master grower out there like man those 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 guys are fun to hang out with, man. They yeah, make, make it's good not stories. a term I use very often, master yeah. grower. No, I think in order and they got to a lot of wrinkles. Master grower, you, yeah. Got, yeah, you have a lot of wrinkles, and you have some, <laughs> some sort of major degree in botany or something along that line. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've been doing this a long time. I consider myself a good grower, but I'm no master. I didn't go to college for this. You know, I just sit there and learn better than other people. You know, and I know it's, I, 
not done every method out there possible. Until you do that, you're not an entrepreneur. So you've done dirt, right? Yeah, that's what I am. You've done not deep water. No, I've never you, done much deep water. No, never done hydro. I've cleaned them. <laughs> <laughs> you've done hydro. Doing consulting. I've done hydroponics doing consulting. I've to help yeah. people clean them, take yeah. them apart, and put them together. Like a top feed drip drained away system, uh-huh. yeah. That's okay. where I've like spent most of my time. Hydro is a big general term too. It right? is really. Yeah, it's it is. A, you know, it's the Kleenex of yeah. growing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I do hydro. Well, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Bubble buckets, drip drained away. So, where are we gonna go here? Yeah. So what about uh, what is the other one aeroponics is aeroponics. that the one the fish yeah. what's the fish one aquaponics aquaponics, aquaponics. Yeah. it's yeah. very that's, cool that's, that's getting very big cool. yeah. that's a whole another monster just mm-hmm. fish poo yeah yeah that's yeah, a, sort of yeah i mean like uh-huh. truly sustainable man that's a you got to know a system yeah know it well to Ooh, do that right. but it's it's a, a thing to behold when it's going i've a seen a good it. friend of ours does it yeah and it does it pretty well it's pretty efficient it's super efficient i mean we're talking yeah which Literally. seems weird. Like, how could that be efficient? He's doing lettuce, and really lettuce, and oh my god, we're gonna the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful product he's getting year round out of his greenhouse right now. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And as far as nutrient inputs, he literally just feeds his fish. Yep. And it's not much. Because yep. the fish poop, like the nitrates, the PPMs in your water, the yeah. fish poop that's in there the is enough. nitrates in the water is enough. <laughs> is well, enough. So it's uh-huh. literally like... The algae blooms from the fish poop and all that stuff also helps feed it. An organic yeah. feed. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And I don't know right. if you guys got dogs, but I know my dogs. Like you feed them like four cups of food <laughs> and they shit like eight cups. <laughs> like where the hell did that come from? Like humans and coffee, right? Right. Yeah, so totally. if the fish yeah, are the yeah. same way, you're like, sh- I feed them like four cups of this stuff and like feed out eight cups of nutrition mm-hmm. nothing added to it i mean the amount of you talk about just nat- nature i mean mm-hmm. just cycling it's just about it's super low inputs for a beautiful output mm-hmm. and also it's taking him a long time to figure this out and he works with an expert who comes up and helps him out with it you know and you know he's figured out a lot himself through trial and error and error and error and error but <laughs> yeah, the, the payoff comes over time with something like that. Something yeah, I mean, huh? it's the, the overhead investments a lot, you know, to yeah. get the system going. But yeah. then essentially the inputs are, are so minimal that over time you're you're operating for free. You just have totally. a system that's... No, shout out to Simple Roots Farms. They're yeah. the ones who do that. You should feel really good about it, too, because it's, it's a great way to run a farm if you are going to do a farm, mm-hmm. for sure. High-quality organic produce mm-hmm. that's just all done on your farm is... Yep. Something to hang your hat on for it sure. Is. It's difficult. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So so thing. You said I mean, simple roots. Yeah, simple roots. Yeah. Is that cannabis or food? Food. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Produce. Yeah. It's produce. Nice. Yeah. Yep. You think cannabis is going to go that way at all? Yes, it has to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? It's, industrial wise, it took me a while to figure this part out, which is silly. So I really should have figured this out a long time ago. That thinking on the industrial side of things and not on the medical sciences side of things is completely different. It's different overheads. It's different, you know, it's different everything, different inputs. So you need to think about how to bake that cake out of scratch instead of buying an overpriced box with a pre-made cake mix in it. And I think that's what has to be done for you know, REC, for instance, and what's going to be done for REC because it's a business and it's all going to have to go to the overhead. And how they choose to get to the overhead, whether it's you know organically, non-organically, is their choice and their karmic slap. But it has to be done that way. It has to be done with minimal inputs. And I think that's what we'll see for the wrecks. 
I think like what bothers us all as medical people who've pushed for, you know, a higher end clean product is that that's all that's been available. So that's what people have pushed for is to have, you know, it's the end product we care so much about. Now that it's gone wreck, you do have business minds who come in and they're like, well, where can we cut the fat and produce an acceptable product? And, you know, to us, that's like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, yeah, yeah acceptable. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, yeah. change a life when they smoke this, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not just change a life. Right. That's- that's a big goal, man. You I want to see something. Lofty, I want right? to see, smell, feel something beautiful when they see my, the Oops. product that I'm putting out. I don't want. Yeah. I want to be proud of my product. I cook for many years in high end, and I want to be proud of the plates I'm putting out. I don't want the chef throwing back in my face. Well, I'm like yeah. food, it should, it should be an experience. You know, it's exactly. kind of corny, but it, I mean, to me, that is the difference between like you know uh, someone who most likely from a medical market who's you know crafted this beautiful flower of years figured out their their system the nutrients that it needs whatever it may be compared to someone with that same strain in a warehouse just cranking it out cutting the dollars trying to get as much out for as little as possible there's a there's a there's a clear difference they'll be looking at it and there will be when you when you consume that flower too and it's it's clear to pretty much everyone who, who smokes cannabis or eats it or vaporizes it the end product for sure uh-huh. yeah yeah, I hope yeah. So. it should be yeah, yeah it I mean, should be that's, no. that's the goal but- I, that's what bugs us so much about uh-huh. the recreational thing. I don't. It, no one's mad that marijuana is legal. I mean, we've been advocates for yeah, yeah since we smoked it. Sure, it's, yeah. it's it's that part. It's it's a pride. It's pride. Yeah, it is that's pride. What, that's what I'm talking about pride. <laughs> I just well, wish the industrialization side would take the pride that we take and the pride in the the, the land that we have. And I wish they would do that too. I know other. For instance, Bongo Ranch out to those cats. They're definitely yeah. doing that in their proper Jojo? Style. Yep, dude. Definitely doing that proper like, you know. Yeah. You know, doing it clean and doing it right. And there's, you know, other companies out there I don't know who. And if I did, I wouldn't say. <laughs> but who are not putting out, you know, a beautiful yeah. product that's also conscious. Yeah. You know? you know, I think us as medical people for so long have focused on the medical side of it and the health benefits of it. And not necessarily the major industrialization. Well, and with the medical, though, it was... Once again, don't get me wrong, I'm really happy, like, saying that it's legal and brothers and sisters are not going to prison over something stupid. Well, no, and um, the only thing is the the cost. Yeah. I mean, you know, medical was definitely affordable, especially if you're getting some higher end things. and, Uh And now it's just kind of level playing field uh-huh. whether you're medi- you know medicinal or or rec so rec prices on the market where they're selling off at them are pretty low lowest i've heard in many 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 if not the lowest i've ever heard on you know, the market out there not talking except black omp market. didn't pay taxes yep there that's mm-hmm. the reason why OMP yeah. is probably gonna die i mean like yeah, yeah you're right uh-huh. you're right but Uncle Scan wants her cut. Well, that burden's being passed on to the consumer. Exactly. That's what we're mm-hmm. seeing. You know, that's what we're seeing the prices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When things double, triple from what you're used to. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how much? It's a cynics. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's another thing that, you know, that's not part of the the medical community that we had going, you know, the burden totally. wasn't always passed on to the consumer. It was like, well, totally. you know, I mean, a little bit, kind of split it. You know, a responsible business yeah. would pick up some of that, but man when you have people you know just a, there's a bottom line to me uh, cut costs where you can 
Yep. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to cut costs where they can. But there are definitely organic ways of cutting costs. Definitely organic ways of cutting costs while using you know, a top dress situation, whether it be like Nucci Rich, which is a compressive chicken manure, or making teas, doing organic teas, you know, microbial life, you know, blooming out that in your soil. Mm-hmm. There are ways of doing it organically and producing a good, viable, profitable product out there. Unfortunately, some people won't do it, but and I think those people that won't do it will be the ones who be phased out. I think what's happening in the culture, not just being here, being all over the country, of a healthier living and healthier lifestyle, it has been taking off. So it seems like hopefully, hopefully, that's not just my you know bubble, West Coast bubble speaking, which very well could be. Hopefully, that that's what's you know going to push the market towards a more organic, sustainable product. You know, not the chemi. Product that you know were put out for years by certain countries. Yeah, yeah. So, do you guys prefer flour or concentrate? I like concentrates. I do. I like I like all of them. Uh, I think if it's I really, a, yeah. I'm more of a flour during like the mornings, afternoons. You know, it can get a little crazy if you start getting <laughs> the extracts too early. But man, it's coffee and dabs for me. Coffee and dabs. <laughs> Sean hitting it hard. <laughs> Might be. An, I'm, I'm probably a fan of the extracts. The flavor that can come through on those is yep. is, uh, is pretty great. And you know, it's better for you technically. I mean, more. concentrates. As far as like smoking it. Yeah. Yeah. As far as smoking, I feel I can actually not so carbony lungs when I have one more concentrate in flour that day. You know, and I think it's better for me personally. It's been a long time ganja smoker, uh, and not having so much tar and carbon build up in my lungs is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> So sucker for a good, but yeah, though, if it tastes kind of good, looks good, smells great, I'm gonna smoke it. Yeah. So you talking BHO or live resin? I love live resin. Of course, I do. Like, it's always <laughs> awesome. I like BHO. I've only recently had rosin. No CO2. diss to any rosin people out there, but I've only recently had rosin that blew me away. I'm not saying they're trying to compete with BHO because it's completely different animal. But the burnt stuff I had for a while was. Like, you know, it just didn't compete. But recently, we've had stuff that was like actually, you know, wow, that's good. You can taste the flowers and you can taste everything that's coming out of it, and it's not full of impurities, which is kind of nice. Uh, CO2, I hate to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> seems like you get pretty. Up. Seems like you get pretty strong, but uh-huh. um, I mean, I don't mind the strength stuff. I'm fine with that. There's no, I mean CO2 wise, but yeah. it just doesn't seem like you get the flavor. You don't seem to get the flavor at all. Turbines yeah. don't seem to come through with the CO2. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be uh, better, right? Or as far as uh, healthier? It's supposed to be healthier. But once again, I am not an extract guy. This stuff is like really new to me. You know, I focus my time on growing inputs and how to grow, not not the whole extraction thing. I've only seen it laboratory once, and that's literally like, I'm looking, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. <laughs> you know, so it's pretty cool and all. So for me personally, I mean, it's I really like it. I enjoy the flavor from it. And I enjoy the feeling from it. I also enjoy the fact that if I'm busy, I can take one dab and I'm good. I'm good for a while. I keep rock doing, I do house cleaning, working, whatever it is I want to do. If I'm not working the fields, you know, I just pull off the pen, you know, good, boom. I don't have to stop. I don't have to take time. I don't have to load a bowl, roll a joint, or anything like that. That well, part is that part is pretty nice. Yeah, and it doesn't smell. Yeah. So much. So, so if much, you're yeah. trying to be discreet, uh-huh. it's not bad. Nice for that. And, and most people know I'm not very discreet. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't. 
the one thing is, is like you guys talk here with me right now. Here, here's a weird thing. Like we talk here, we're talking on a mixer. You know, we got some microphones. It sounds kind of crappy right now. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go home and mix it all up, edit all the bullshit that I did. You know, <laughs> dropping the microphone, and um, it's gonna sound good. And then we're gonna broadcast to like nine countries. Basically, you're gonna trim it, cure it. Yeah, trim it, cure it. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, is like we talk about like we talk about cannabis, like it's just no big deal. Like you know, we're gonna go home. Yeah, we're gonna hit. Yep. You know, a couple we're incredibly spoiled. We are. I I now, I see that. I well, respect that every day, and I talk well, to people yeah. in other countries. But that's what I'm saying is like it. right now, people are once we release this, people are gonna be listening to this and be like, you know, they're. Well, I would say like 40, not 50, but maybe 35 to 40% of our listeners are going to not be able to do what we're talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the truth. And, you know, so you guys are like, yeah, vote, you know, we grow vote, this and vote. dirt, 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 and, you know, <laughs> hey, and we're going to go hit some concentrate. And everybody's like, what the fuck is concentrate? You totally, know? Yeah. Yeah, so. No, we're completely spoiled, and I, re- I respect that, and I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've so traveled a little That's the crazy over. part, you know, is like, you know, we're talking. Uh, to people that are trying to get here. Yeah, totally. Or uh, trying to change their place to being closer yeah, to where they yeah. want it to be. Not necessarily being like here, but able to have that accepted where they're at. Absolutely. You know, and which way it should be. Vote, vote, vote once again. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully they do it the right way. Exactly, yeah. Hopefully they don't lose the... Hopefully they don't lose their... Medical... Medical... But we once saw again, I, as much as I hate it, as much as I love the industry, yeah. as long as brothers and sisters aren't going to prison for something stupid... That's really what it breaks down. What really matters in the long run of things that people aren't getting felonies and aren't being able to get jobs because they smoked a plant. They had their kids taken away because they smoked a plant, or you know, yeah. their kids are turned into the narcs for the government because they smoked a plant. That's, that 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 offends me to my soul. So, yeah. You know. yeah, 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 or or fight a lifetime of yeah, court battles, money, loss, yeah, yeah. paper, yeah. You know. I mean, there's examples of children who have pulled out of great, healthy homes, put into foster homes, and have ended up in worse situations than anyone could ever imagine unless yeah. they've been in that situation. Yeah. There's so much evidence against it, you know, from the videos and epilepsy and exactly. Parkinson's, or or even if that you look alone. at... Yeah. That alone. Yeah. Even I've if you, seen it. Yeah. I, there, there's no denying yeah. it. That's the sad part. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you can show this stuff to people yeah. and... I mean, how can you deny that that child right there, a beautiful child right there, is the only word is ignorant? Down. You know, yeah. you just you, you don't yeah. see the truth. But here's the other thing too: is uh, ignorance and or greed. You know, well, they yeah, have it just they have interest to lie somewhere else. Well, or a reverberation mm-hmm. of uh, reefer madness. I keep yeah. I don't want to use that well, term. But judges are putting people into prison for. You know, kids. We, still get, we had that judge that was throwing kids in prison who were basically yeah. innocent because they had stock in private prisons. Oh, sure. And you still you know? get older generations that are still voting that yep. way. Still voting that I way. I mean, there's still, there's still. No disrespect to them, but, yeah. you know, they're, no, 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 they're no, going no. on their path. That's what I'm saying. It's path, the whole. Whatever that may be. And hopefully the next people coming up through will not yeah. be like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Effectively created an anti cannabis culture in America. They yeah. did it really well. That they will not very, die until very, very well. it's dead. It until dead. it passes yeah. away. Yeah. 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 It's, it's dead and dying for sure. It is. Which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, other Beautiful states. but sad. Mm-hmm. You is. look at like, yeah. well, your ideas are gonna die. Your ideas are gonna it's die. Gonna take time, please see that. It's gonna die. What we're saying, I've been saying for many years, isn't that bad. And like you said before, hemp. 
it's the, you know it's what were you saying like something about American farmers that it's a, it oh was, it's a crime to the American farmer yeah, yeah that has it, been I mean that, they cannot grow hemp they can't grow hemp indeed yeah I mean oh rough. my god low minimal inputs low fertilizer inputs for hemp they fertilize themselves they reseed themselves I mean you can do thousands and thousands of acres of hemp and save farms and save mm-hmm. farm lives and save uh, livelihoods of people you know save huge vats of America that is empty you know we could be the ones producing not getting it from China God knows how they grow it <laughs> maybe he knows <laughs> so so how do you grow now me oh. I stick to the cocoa if I'm doing indoors do you I like the cocoa coir, uh, you know nice and light you can use organics too with that. I've done that with good. You got to really fertilize that stuff. I don't want to say fertilize. You got to really drop the nukes on that. Uh, yeah, you do because there's you know it's inert. There's nothing well, there. Uh, let so me put it this way: you got to create your own mm-hmm. biosphere. Yeah, you got to sure. You got to create that when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not like pre pre presenting it, you know, with the the mixed. Right. Yeah, you definitely know what's going in there with every. You know, you're so would you call that more of a uh, would you call that more of an advanced technique? Um, yeah, I think so. I think if like if the, you're I doing would. your first grow and that's what you tried, I mean, I, I I've done it. I mean, I fell on my face a lot doing it. Like, oh yeah, my it god! Be, well, like I mentioned earlier, it's like driving a race car. And that if I mean, if you make a mistake, it's hard to stabilize that thing again. Right. I mean, you're going to the wall. There's no forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going, like you. St- yeah, and it, it's you know I've, I'm far from mastered that, but I, I'm, I'd call it myself competent at it. You know, I, I can I can do it. it. It's fun. It's a good style, and you can essentially use that same style in soil as well you know like if you're using a to back to like people who are starting a first time grow I mean I'd recommend a super high grade soil you know like the one we have the yeah. elements number two or like a ocean forest yeah. or forest, any of those are great uh-huh. and you know you, you can it's just, not too hot though for small plants if your plants you know 18 inches foot 18 inches they should be able to handle that and you know then you can just give them straight water for you know a month yeah. Before you need to add, and then you can buy. You know, right. they make simple one, right. one, yeah. two organic A and Bs. And you just, you're just mixing it and adding it every nice. other. Yeah, it's nice and simple, straightforward. You can have right. fantastic results with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and that's a good thing. It is. Or, a lot of people focus so much on their first grow and growing the best thing they can grow, not learning the lessons they should learn first. You know, I was lucky enough. Same with my partner. We were lucky enough to have our mentor. You know, lead us down a path of his previous you know, mistakes, what he did, and we were able to avoid lots of those. And still taught me about his mistakes, what they were, and how to fix them. A lot of people don't have that, so having it making it simple for them for the first couple of grows, dialing the room, dialing the plants, choosing which method they want to go with, is I think the best route for a first timer for sure. Yeah, yeah, but even then, it's so it's so hard even outside. It's oh, yeah. so hard just to get the like two or three first basics. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's is. a lot of variables there. <laughs> there's so it, many variables. It is. Do you think that we'll ever get to schedule two? I. Oh, see, what about that one? Ooh. The rescheduling. The I rescheduling. Don't know. Yeah, that's. No, but do you think we'll get there? And if With we this do, this guy's coming in. <laughs> well, so let's look long term because we're old. Long term, yeah. Yeah, four years is of quick course. for us. Of course. Uh, yes. Once industry realizes it's a profitable thing. And well, if it goes Schedule 2, we're going to go FDA. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. We can actually get the testing done that we all know is what it is anyway. This is true, but they're going to get their hands in it. It's going to be a little 
demon but when once it comes again, to them the FDA. Into it. This kills the hippie inside of me in some way, you know. FDA hippie doesn't mix. I know exactly. <laughs> Does that mix? It kills it inside of me. But knowing that that medicine will get to the children who need it, I think negates all. Will it my be in any form that we recognize? Does it I matter mean, for the child who's having seizures? To me, it doesn't. See, exactly. Yeah. It, to me, it doesn't. And I understand there are people like, oh, I'm gonna lose my livelihood. Yeah, you're gonna lose your livelihood. I might lose mine too. I just, I just By hate, that. I just hate to see something turn from this. You know, exactly. when we look over yeah. here into Marbos. whatever it is that that the FDA decides is legitimate well, Marinol which yeah. didn't work mm-hmm. well no that's no. what I mean is yeah. like but what we've seen is anything that's natural even we're even seeing it now I don't know what okay so I'm gonna sidetrack here I digress <laughs> do you guys know about the uh, maps um, down in Southern California with the whole uh, multiplinary Psychedelic uh, study thing. Multiple thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah, do yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so how Phil did you Dobbins know? is that the guy? Yeah, absolutely. That? Yeah, well, very good, very good, excellent. So you do know, and so they're seeing that all this um, psychedelic stuff is it works for you know uh, depression, alcoholism, and PTSD, oh, PTSD. any any kind of uh, um, addiction. Uh-huh. It, they're showing that just a couple treatments. Are being effective in terms Canada did of, that in the sixties actually. Yeah. That was done in Canada in the sixties by the Canadian government and they yeah. were showing they had like an eighty percent success rate of alcoholism, yeah. which is unheard of. Well yeah, and that's yeah. the thing is Alcohol's, even heroin down with the maps. They've got um they got people that are taking two treatments with the psychedelics, yep. uh psilocybin or L S D uh ecstasy is being used now. Um, but it's it's working. It works, and, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and it's controlled. Yeah. You go through your couple of things, and it's working, and that's legitimate. Yep. You know, so, I mean, and this is natural medicine. stuff. Yeah. So my concern is that, so I sidetrack, but getting back to what we're talking about, my concern is that they take this natural stuff that works, cannabis in its natural state, flowers, even concentrates are pretty natural. I mean, you're taking... The like, essence of it, the essence of and breaking it down. We've making oils like that for thousands of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That, whether you just one way or another, yeah, pressing or whatever. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Hash, uh-huh. um, exactly. But you take that to a pill and the chemical. You're going to lose some. It. You're going to change. Well, some, not only yeah. you change it, but you're going to get side effects. Exactly. And yeah. the side effects now with cannabis are uh, what do you call refrigerator. It? Well, they're they're uh, it's what you want. Have exactly. Yeah. Like when you take yeah, exactly. cannabis, like you want to eat more. Okay, if you got cancer, oh shit, so you're gonna live yeah. longer. Oh, because you have an appetite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the side effects of cannabis are good side effects. It's exactly. Not, exactly. Okay. The pain if you pills ta- I'm supposed to be on have huge side effects. Yeah, and if you, you take a- cannabis, you're gonna die. You're gonna get so, in a car wreck. You're gonna uh, <laughs> jump off a building um, without your will. I mean, there's so many things Actually, that's gonna happen, right? No. A couple of those warnings are on the drugs <laughs> I'm supposed to be taking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I decided to take cannabis instead. That's, that's what I'm saying. So what my concern is is if FDA gets a hold of it, they're gonna turn mm-hmm. into Marinol or yeah. worse or something worse. Yeah. And then yeah. it's going to be have these side effects. But with the FDA getting a hold of it, you know, not play devil's advocate here. With the FDA getting a hold of it, we'll give that testing, legitimized testing that we know as to be true. Absolutely. You know, what will they do with it after that? God only knows, because there's nothing we can do to control that. That means big business, Monsanto, Bear, whomever, gets a hold of that and does whatever they decide to do with it. That's, 
Let's hope for an epi shot. And yeah. Like, you totally. know, cannabis. Like, oh my God, I got a, I, a bee stung me. <laughs> cannabis. Oh my God, this is boring. <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think a, an interesting point to what you're saying is through that research, I know like GW Pharmaceuticals, are you familiar with that? Uh, yeah. Like in, yeah. Wait, England? Yeah, I think it's England. 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 Yeah, I think it's England. They, in, in studying cannabis and getting like, you know, grants and permission to do so, they've found out that like, you're saying smoking cannabis is different than consuming like a, mm-hmm. a an artificially created type of thing. You know, the, the entourage effect because you're getting the terpenes, totally. the flavonoids, the THC, the CBD, the THCA. You're getting all of that totally. as opposed to just the THC. Yep. And you know, we we'd all sit here and tell you that there's definitely you can you can dab for a long time and get your tolerance up and you switch to flower which is like a third to a quarter of the potency technically like you, you feel like you're more stoned than there's something different in there that the dabs do not pick up you know? yeah. definitely that you know yeah. that stays within the flower well yeah sure. through study yeah they've deemed that mm-hmm. the entourage effect and that's like a thing they've Ooh. studied it and it's yeah drop that on people it's good one. the entourage <laughs> effect, like yeah. that's what you get yeah the overall effect from smoking the flower as opposed to just you know mm-hmm. if you just pulled the straight thc it's very different so yeah mm-hmm. definitely noticeable difference in eye <laughs> really <laughs> nice taste as well that's very yes, true totally. too. yeah it's all about that uh-huh. taste we're so spoiled we are so spoiled yes. Yes, much respect are. Our e- even from washington even from Washington. There's some cats so doing I, it right up there. I for grew sure. up in no, Washington. No, I don't disagree with that. It just seems like it, the only place, if you're going to want to spend the most money, just go up to Washington. Even back when I was young, like before cannabis and all that, like you want to go spend some money and waste some money on sales tax, go to fucking just Seattle. I love eight, eight point, <laughs> eight 8.2% or some shit. Totally, yeah. I've lived You're in like, it. I go up to get a 99 cent hamburger? No. Nope. No. No. Nah, no. no. It's hard to get used to. I'm from Montana, and now I'm in Oregon. They're the two states without sales You like tax, saving so. money. <laughs> I like saving money. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. It feels good. Totally. It feels better in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys going to move into? Like, are you guys going to move into, I mean, I'm not saying you're growing now, but if you do, what are you going to move into? Are you going to keep doing dirt? I will always stay in my soil that I blend up and have my personal blend that I will mainly always run. You know, it was given to, given to my partner and I by our mentor. I've only modernized a few things with it, but that has stayed the same since the 70s. You know, I've thrown a few things here and there, a few sprays, done a few more foliar applications that weren't really done back then. He didn't really know about, but I'm going to stick with my try-and-true method of, you know, bone meal, bone meal, fish meal, compost, teas, guanos, all that fun stuff. Poop. Poop. Poop and Poop. dead stuff. And dead stuff, yep. Now, the only problem I found is you're not supposed to, the, the caves, like, it, it pisses off the bats. I There are certain companies that don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are, um, am I being big? Much respect. Vital, I'm not being big. I don't care. Vital Earth. And I'll tell you, like. They do not do that. They're fully respectful. And they're not they scraping. Them. Like, get scrape. out of here. There are certain companies I won't name. You don't work you don't use poop? Oh, I do. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how they harvest it or even if there's like a, a, a super ethical way to do it. Yeah. There's an ethical Vital way to do it. And a Vital Earth does it ethically. And there's other companies that do not do it ethically. I won't name who they are. Monsanto companies. Well, I've heard like. But they literally, literally blow up the caves and then kill thousands of bats well, in the process. And see, here's the deal. Like, I've heard like, okay, so sea, sea, seagull, seabird is better. But at the same time, seabird poo has like really high metals. Also, it's a ton of sand in it. So you're buying like, you know, a good See, percentage of sand. Here's the deal. Here's my problem. Uh-huh. Like every time, and you guys should be able to answer this, every time I get a good direction 
it it goes bad. Like, oh, use this. Oh shit. Well, it's got this. Well, use this. Well, oh no. Everything's gonna have something that somebody's gonna That's say. That's what I'm saying. That and yeah. then, you know, don't. Every, you, so I'm like, okay. My my feeling is, um, first of all. You want to keep everything tight. You want to keep your, um, not if you're going outside, but inside. You want to keep your temperature, humidity, everything tight. And you want to, uh, I try to put the variety in, mm-hmm. like crab shell, totally, yeah. shrimp, Yep. you know, mm-hmm. some, 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 uh, some, some fish, some, some uh, bat poo. It poos. Put a lot of poo. If it poops. Put it in there. Kill Kinda. it. Kind of. You know, Kill it, take things. its poop and put it yeah. in there. Yep. Keep the pH good, but just poo. Yeah. <laughs> well, with outdoors and a lot of organics. It seems like the better, more poo you put in there, the better it tastes. You know? Like, it's a weird world, huh? Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a no-burn chicken, or you can load it with that stuff. Yeah, really yeah. push it hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we're we're gonna have to wrap this up, but mm-hmm. I appreciate this, guys. Oh, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so, lots of fun. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having us. <laughs> that was I, I tried here. to get Lay Sativa on here, but she's you can hear the she's a busy background. bee over there. She's working here. Yeah. Working here at Town Health Club. Trying to do the raffles, even though I'm off the clock helping. She's holding it down. Yeah, she's keeping all it around. I'm having fun on all sides. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully we can have you guys back on here. Soon. Love to, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like your your voices are good. Like, well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I like your voice. Mike would say we got a, got a face for radio, right? <laughs> so this will be on your YouTube. We'll send you guys links, but we appreciate it. And is there anything you guys want to close with? I mean, thank you to Rogue Farmers. Yeah, thanks. For I don't know any of the details about the whole drawing. Well, the drawing we have right now is a Phantom um, three fifteen. It's kind of newer technology that's coming out. Um, and low why don't you low heat? Since we're really closing cool up, thing. keep talking about that. But since we're closing up, do your uh, do your shout outs to what you want to do. No shout out to Rogue Farmers. You know, you know they're supplying the Phantom to us. Yeah. Shout out to Hydro Farm, who gave it to us for a part of this. And um, shout out to Talent Health Club for getting to stay here and do this and get, keep that, getting in their way while they're trying to at work. At THC Talent Health Club. <laughs> at Rogue Farmers. Yep, at Rogue Farmers. You know. Right. And then look at other people. And then also to um, Facebook. Isn't that at Rogue Farmers too? Yeah. We have Facebook Rogue Farmers. Hit us up there. It's never been active lately but that's coming up soon. We'll also do some Instagram but so same with you know we're so busy in the shop that that's the last thing I'm thinking about is right? online stuff. That's a good thing, though. Mm-hmm. It is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you guys take anything in that's uh, not, I mean, you guys test things that come in there? I like to look at, test, and review everything that comes yeah. in the store, personally. And what every about time. you? What about you? Uh, there may have been some tests, allegedly, yeah. Allegedly? Are, <laughs> are you on the down low? Trying to be on the down low. You know, we always, we're always happy to see what people were able to do with no what, one cares, man. No one it's cares. It's always nice when someone brings us a little treat, though. Something yeah, yeah. tasty, something beautiful, you know? No one cares. Loves yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great to see. You know, you're, you're talking with these people through the process, yeah. you know, and they're, they're taking what you give them and, and applying that and, you know, tweaking they, it and learning from it, you know, whatever. When you bring it, it in and show that they actually did something successful off, you know, what you helped tell them. And, of course, their work, their hard work doing it. But, you know, some of your knowledge that you gave them is a beautiful thing. And for me, you know, I get it from my mentor, Steve. So I've seen it come from him to me to someone else. I love that. I mean, that's the reason why I do it. Is it? It's, it's nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. where do we live? I know. I grow ganja and talk, talk, talk ganja, ganja, you know, oh, all day yeah. with people, you know, use I my experience. I dreamed about this as a kid. Did yeah. you? Yeah, man. I dreamed about being able to do this as a kid. Huh? Yeah. Smoking weed in high school, flumming through high times, yeah. just like can't wait till I get my first apartment. I got seeds from bags, you know, I've been yep. keeping since I was like 15. Like one day this is going to be a plant and you do it finally <laughs> and you're like, oh man, look at this. And you know, that's the rabbit hole and you know, here I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One more shout out to my other half, Melissa. Love you. Oh, all right. That's very sweet. Right. What about you? You got any shout outs? Um, I'll give another one to Simple Roots. Simple uh, Roots? Of course, you know. Where do you use seeds? What? Where do they get their seeds? No, where do you get your seeds? My seeds? Um, oh, wait, you don't grow. <laughs> yeah, not vegetables. <laughs> um, That's sad. I've actually really never had a vegetable crop. As sad really? as that is. Yeah, yeah. I've never had time to focus on that. I've always been... Like no tomatoes? No. My other really? half, she did, you know, a few times, but I've just never had time to focus on vegetables. So, you know... Summer, spring, fall, all that stuff, that's time to, for me to be out there working on plants. Nice. nice. I'll give a shout out to all the people who helped me out in Montana getting started. It's been a while since those people. I know it's still going down there. Washington, they have Instagrams? The Northwest. Um, uh, prob- probably uh, not. It's still medical there, so people aren't <laughs> flying the flag all the way, you know. But <laughs> they know who they are. Uh, that's the people. weird part. So we deal with a lot of people that just are still like, they don't even want to be members of our thing. Right. They just so want to be anonymous. Like, like we a big chunk of our listeners come from like places like Texas and Utah. I told you, yeah, yeah. right. And I'm like, I don't know who are these people. Love you like, guys. Thanks for keeping. Yeah, it real. right. Yes, woo, Utah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big ups to those guys. Yeah, you know, like we're sitting here talking, like you mentioned, we're talking about freely. You know, we're, I mean, we're we're in a weed store. That's what I'm saying. Like, quite honestly, gotcha. but yeah. yeah, know that you know, weed smokers are everywhere. Yeah. Everyone who's out there, you can find them. Yeah, well, good and time, just keep down. the fight up. You keep know? the fight up. I mean, you fight up vote, to the community, vote, vote. like you said. Vote, yeah, yeah. Educate yourself. Educate yeah. your friends. Educate your friends. Yeah. And, your, you know, your family. Yeah. Be polite about it. You know? Yeah, and the, the sad part be is be respectful about education yeah, too. Even now, like you know, when I try to educate my family, so to speak, I mean, I still got resistance, and I'm in a state that says you know oh, yeah. it's legal. So sure. it takes a lot of effort to. Um, do what we've been doing for oh, yeah. freaking 30 years oh man. yeah 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 jeez <laughs> so enjoy it even though it sucks yeah. sometimes still yeah I mean, that's you know. farming though that's the love of it dude even though it's hard work and sometimes you don't get what you want sometimes you do and when you do it's a beautiful beautiful thing oh, that's farming best. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you, man. So, we will check in with you guys soon. Definitely. So, Rogue Farmers, we got uh, 315. We're going to give away. We're going to announce that to, you know, once, once we draw. Totally. Yeah. So, we'll do it and, and then they can pick it up from you yeah, guys. Yeah, they'll be sitting at Rogue Farmers for you guys. Just, you know, come in, yep. say your name, so on and so forth. Have yeah. a little ticket stuff if you got it. Yep. They will. And then totally. just bring it in to you guys. Yeah. Bring it in. Say it's your light and it's sitting there waiting for you. It's, it's and let's pretty sit down. sweet. Check it out, guys, online. Check that thing out, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's good for veg. Great for veg. Great for veg. Great for mothers. And it's low amperage, low heat. Mm-hmm. New. It's not new technology, but it's new technology for our side of the, our side of the industry. Yeah. It's what's 
everyone's talking about now. Yep. You go through those phases, you know, high pressure yeah. yeah, totally. and you get the hoods, and now it's double-ended, and now we're starting to see the LEC. You can That's see a lot of LECs out of Colorado. A lot of large industrial rec farms in Colorado are using LECs because of cost effectiveness okay. of it. And, uh, and it's a full-spectrum UVA, all this stuff. stuff. Full-spectrum low energy. Yep, exactly. So Can't beat that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, we need that. At least, yeah, we do. That, I mean, take that carbon footprint down. If they're going to make us go indoors, that's what I mean. Let's do it right. Do it proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, keep... that's the closest footprint as far as spectrum. everybody. Low heat, low amperage draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close to the sun. Yeah, it's yeah. close to the sun. Yeah. Full spectrum. It's beautiful. Well, and so let's we'll check in with you guys. Definitely, yeah. Maybe in the mother month or two, or yeah, definitely yeah. love to do yeah. it again. Definitely, yeah. it was yeah. a great time. Thank you. We'll yeah, drag Ryan in here. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. But I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. So THC. Much love THC. Rogue Farmers. Rogue Farmers, that's right. Oregon Rooted. Oregon Rooted. Oregon Rooted. We'll check you next time. <laughs>